everyone, and welcome back to Relationships Rock. Today we have not one, not two, but three guys in the Zoom studio to share their perspective on what guys want you to know and to answer your questions. I want to give a shout out to Rifki, who connected me with Joshua. He had heard the Kosher Flirting episode and had some thoughts, and I said, well, why don't we do an episode where we hear from guys' perspective? So I want to welcome Joshua, Noah, and Eliyahu. Let's start with the first question. What is kosher flirting to you? Um, I think it depends really, you know, what, how we define flirting. If we define flirting as like, you know, in speaking terms, are we defining it as, you know, physical, like how they interact with you on the physical aspect, or is it just the flirting in general? Um, you know, I'm sure we're going to get to it later on, but in terms of texting, in terms of WhatsApping, voice noting, if we're talking more on, on a date commenting on your clothing or, Hey, you have a nice car or, I had such a great time, you know, the definition of what flirting can be is going to be perceived differently for, I think, different people's shkafos and different people's backgrounds. What you were saying, what you were saying is very, is very true. You know, it's the compliment thing of, you know, oh, it's a nice car. Oh, I had a nice time. It's, it all comes down to complimenting, uh, I think. Um, you know, everybody, you know, the seven, five, seven, five love languages, whatever they are. Um, I never studied them fully, but I just, I know mine is, is definitely, um, you know, words of encouragement, you know, there's, there's, uh, words of appreciation, um, you know, a, a nice compliment. Uh, one girl told me like, and this just threw me like, you know, this one just worked so nicely was, wow, you're so smart. Like you just planned this out. Like, Oh, like, you know, I put a, I put a lot of work into my planning for dates. I don't just, I don't like to do the run of the mill, you know, uh, What's up with TWA hotel? I don't like to do like the runaway, the, you know, the classic, you know, everybody's smiling over here on camera. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, the classic TWA hotel, like, yes, you can do that. But, you know, I try to put a little work into it. And when that's appreciated to me, that's, that's somebody flirting with me. And I appreciate that very much. To add on to what you both said, I agree with both what you said. And I think that, flirting would be a compliment um saying how you can't date well like elio said or just uh the way they act you could tell that they might say something and you could just tell that it's just like a compliment in a flirting way and such like that so to me like that's what i feel like flirting could be compliments and ways you say things and how you say it so it was actually very interesting because when we did that episode we got a lot of really great feedback and the feedback from the girls was, but that's not enough. Like, I want more. I want the banter, the playfulness, like the real flirting, you know, like the Mr. Romance novel. And, and, and the guys were loving it. They're like, finally, like, just tell a girl to smile, to say thank you, to be appreciative of what I did. So I found it interesting how there really was this gender difference in how they responded to that episode. So that part is important, too. You know, that part's very important. Um, I just feel like a lot of that doesn't really come up, like definitely not right in the beginning, because that can be a little creepy. Like, you know, you, you over compliment like too quickly. Like the second you meet her, wow, you look great. You know, like it's, it's you know, it's a lot to like, to like drop that on somebody so quickly. Um, but, you know, as, as, you, as you move along, as the, date, as the dates progress, of course that banter is important. Um, I was mostly talking earlier, just kind of what the guys like to, like to receive. Obviously, um, it's important for a guy to flirt with the girl too and compliment her and and you know pinpoint certain things. You know, uh, hey, you're you're dressed really nicely tonight. Not on a first date, but like you know, as 
as dates go by, um, you know, and wow, you're really good at, you know, pressing the button at Dave and Buster's, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is you're doing, <laughs> you know, your timing is impeccable. Okay, well, I was going to say, it's, I, I think it was actually, I wanted to make a comment earlier. I think kind of a combination of what both of you said um, to me, like seeing the thank you and saying like, oh, thank you so much for driving out here. To me, it's not as much as a flirting aspect as that it comes off more as a Der Heretz aspect like how the girl was raised, I personally wouldn't see it as flirting. To me, like extent of flirting is more like once you're further on in the date, let's say, I think from a guy's perspective um, is, you know, put like shoving you with a water bottle, let's say, you know, you're walking, you're dating for a while, you're walking on Shabbos, no one else is around, you make a joke and she pushes you with her water bottle. That's like, to me, that's, that's like an extreme type of flirtatious, but at the same time, that can be very cautious where that goes. I think uh, girls forget sometimes guys are going to be guys. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, I think in terms of like saying the thank you on the dates and stuff like that, I think it it, it is like to me would be more of a Derek Eretz thing than a flirtatious thing. I think a flirtatious, yes, I agree with you in terms of like, I think for us to understand how a girl flirts is not understandable just because we're not girls, just like girls are not guys. So how we how that like perceived we won't understand but i agree with you in terms of aspect like you're not going to go on a first date and say like yeah you look amazing in that in the color red like it's just not going to be appropriate but on our first date you might say to a girl like hey those are some really cool earrings like they look awesome like that is a flirtatious comment to say but in my opinion totally sneeze totally called for um and i think even more so i think most girls would be like oh not only is he complimenting me he's also noticing something i'm wearing that in a sneeze aspect rather than like, hey, I like your shoes. Those are flats versus heels. Right. And to add on to that also, the Derek Harris thing, which also could be flirting. If you open up a car door for a girl, you it could some people might consider it flirting and Derek Harris also in the same aspect. And some girls appreciate it. I think growing up with three older sisters for me also, like I was more conscious to what, what girls would like in terms of being sensitive, in terms of being a gentleman and stuff like that. So, like, I knew my brother-in-law always. I mean, I think he did it more than on dates. He just kept umbrellas in his car to give random strangers. So, like, I know if it's going to rain, I'm always going to have two umbrellas in the car. If she wants to use one, that's one thing. But if she wants to use two just because of comfortability, then we both have one. Uh, Making sure there's always a water bottle in the car. I don't think that's creepy. Yes, you might seem like an Uber driver. But, like, hey, FYI, there's water in the car. It might only be a 15-minute drive. But, like, I do that almost every date. And I think I've seen it with girls. They always said thank you so much because it – it's those small things that don't necessarily need to be flirty, but just those kind things that I think as I kind of, th- I'm thinking Shrek of like when Shrek goes to the, like the tower and she's expecting this knight in shining armor <laughs> and it ends up being Shrek. And she's like, what is going on here? And like <laughs> girls want that knight in shining armor, whether that's a water bottle or an umbrella. So like if a guy brings a Sprite bottle, cause he remembered you saying that on the date, that's your knight in shining armor. Like, I don't think you have to be creeped out by it. So, so what are some things that you guys do to make sure you don't come off as creeps? Like, where do you draw the line personally of you want to do more for the girl? Or maybe I should phrase it this way. Like, what can a girl do to let you know, I want you to do more? So those are, I think those are two separate questions. Um, I have a great story about not being a creep. <laughs> I, I was out with a girl. This is the first or second date. It was like, you know, we didn't know each other. Yes, we had mutual friends, but it was just, it was, you know. Uh, but anyway, we, I found this really cool place near Lakewood with this like, it's like one of those like 
you know, flowers, a botanical gardens type of situation. Really nice place. You walk around. There's this nice summer day. Um, and there's like a walking path that you can go through the, you know, uh, through the garden. And then it like leads to like this foresty area. And I was like, you know, I'm looking at this forest and I say this to the girl. I'm like, I'm looking at this forest and there's a path that goes right into a forest and you don't know me. I think it's probably safe if we turn around. Like, you know, I just, not that I think that you think that I'm a crazy person, but like who feels comfortable walking into a forest with a guy that they don't know? So she's like, yeah, actually that makes sense. Let's turn around. I was like, okay, great. And we had a nice time and we had a great date, but like, just be aware of your surroundings. Like, just don't be creepy. Yeah, to your point about being aware of your surroundings, a lot of girls, which I, I, I hear what they're saying, don't want to be taken out right where they live. So you should be aware that if a girl lives in Brooklyn, you don't take her out three blocks away from her house because she's probably going to know someone or someone's going to know someone that knows her and it's not going to be good, which is why I personally don't like to go to TWA because the odds are you're going to run into five to 10 guys on a date with someone and either girl might know one of them or you might know one of the girls and it's just not a good conducive atmosphere. I actually want to add to what you're saying um, because there, I mean, look, you usually end up dating a girl enough times that you go to a restaurant, a lot of, you know, second, third, fourth date, whatever it is, you go to a restaurant, any kosher restaurant, you're running into people. It's, you gotta, you gotta face the fact. It's all about how each person, you know. I'm is. referring to more of a first date. Yeah, okay. Ten fair. dates in, first dates, yeah. the girl couldn't care less, I'm assuming, sometimes. If you, Some, you have to ask, you have to ask which girl, but obviously, you know, right. a few dates in, you're gonna end up by a restaurant, you're gonna run into people. That's something I usually ask when I'm at a restaurant. When I'm going to a restaurant, I ask the girl, Hey, by the way, just, you know, this probably comes up quite a bit. How do you navigate when you run into somebody on a date? I just want to be prepared if we, you know, like I happen to know a lot of people um, and I end up knowing somebody at a restaurant, just just the way it is. Um, and, you know, people know that I'm dating. So I don't shy away from the fact that I'm on a date. Um, it happens. So um, I usually, depending on the situation, I'll just greet the person, acknowledge them. Uh, and move on. But again, I, I usually ask the date, how does she prefer to approach these things? If she's like, no, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard. You know, I don't, you know, nothing. So if I see somebody that I know there, I'll just be like, and then, you know, I'll give a little wave. That's it. Acknowledge and like kind of just focus on her the rest of the time. No, like, you know, engagement of any kind. But sometimes there are girls that like that kind of greeting. They see their friend, they want to schmooze them up or acknowledge them and say hi. So I'm just cool with that also. Like, it's just, it happened. So I will say to that point, I know people who they drive, let's say, far an hour and a half, two hours on a date. They plan it out. They don't go local. And they, they take the girl, whoever, 20 minutes, 30 minutes away. And they're starting the date. And all of a sudden, the girl sees someone she knows on like a first, second date. And she's like, I want to leave. A guy's perspective, he drove far. He planned a date. It, it's not necessarily sometimes for the guy's sake, just in terms, just you have to deal with it. And the guy might not have a backup place. So you should just deal with the, basically just deal with it and like go through the date. So not to make it bad on the guy that like all of a sudden he has to scramble to find another place just because you saw someone. Eh, I'm sorry. If I run into my ex, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I run into story. my ex on a date, I'm sorry. If I run into my ex on a date, 
And you know, I would communicate, hey, that's my ex. Let's get out of here. Um, just because we don't want, you know, we just don't want to deal with story, this. Elio. That's a different story. <laughs> so I, I mean, you don't I'm know gonna, if the girl's not I'm communicating gonna... why she wants to leave. You can't. You can't know. I'm, if she I'm says gonna... that is she knows someone, then I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I just happen to know that person is my neighbor. I'm, that's not a good reason. If it's your ex, that's a good reason. On a first date, she may not I'm even just... tell you. It's going to be very uncomfortable. If she just just take it, take the hint as, you know, if she says, let's leave. Okay, no problem. There's somebody here I don't want to see. Let her at least communicate. Okay, that. fine. You could cut. You could cut me out. <laughs> so I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm that's gonna, okay. Be, we're gonna. We're gonna have differing opinions. It's okay. I'm, I'm gonna be Eliado. I'm not sure where you're from, but I'm gonna assume you both are from the from what an out of town or consider in town. So that's entire East Coast, New Jersey, New York. Let's just put it that way. Um, coming from an outside perspective, in terms of going out with a girl and not seeing someone else, that's just the common norm. Um, and adults are just going to have to be adults about it. So whether that is, that's I've gone to, to that's what I'm trying to say. Numerous shop, I've gone to numerous Shabbos meals where I've dated girls for a month, two months, and now they're married. And honestly, I'm best friends with their husbands now. It's it, it, you went out with my wife. It's awkward, but like, okay, you went out with my wife, and like, it is what it is. But like, I, I understand that could be more of an outside and out of town perspective, just because like when you're in a small city and this and that, like everyone's going to end up dating everybody, and like. It could be like your husband, the, her now prospective husband. No, yeah. no, sorry, yeah. I'm gonna cut you off here. I'm divorced. Hi, I met my my ex that I was married okay, to. Fine. That's a very different story. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just saying. I think no, I'm just. My point is, my point is in terms of being adults and being adults. But like, you're gonna run into situations that you're uncomfortable with, whether it comes to dating, whether it comes to being a job. Is that you? Know, let's say you go to a work conference and you just had a meltdown of a volcano at, at your previous job you you left on really bad terms but you're in the same industry you're working in another firm you're gonna you might see your ex-boss let's say at, at you know at a fundraiser or, or at a conference you're not gonna be a jerk to him because at the end of the day like you know life happens and you just have to be you know mature about it so in terms of like joshua's point in terms of the girl should be understanding i think his his mindset is more like listen, hundred percent, this could be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable for both of you, but like, you're both, you're both there to like date different people. So at the end of the day, unless like there literally is fire still from one side in terms of like heat and aspect and love and emotions, like you're there to date the person you're dating. And that's it. Who the heck cares? Let's you're at a Starbucks, we 30 other people. One of the other people could be your ex. Hey, it is what it is. If you're focused on the person that you're dating, it doesn't make a difference who's in the rear of your mirrors. So that could be, Noah. It's a very interesting perspective. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think people are very different. Um, I myself would not be able to concentrate if, if there was still something going on in the room. And, and you're saying focus, but, and people can tell me to focus all day. But at the end of the day, I'm there to date a person you know, get to know them and get them to know me. And if I can't be like a good version of myself because there's something else going on in that room, I don't think that I'm accomplishing much dating that person in that particular area. I'd rather move. If we have to sit in the car the whole day, I'm cool with that. Like, I think it depends on each person. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, in, in general, when you're dating on the first few dates, you're not going to give them much detail. You just express a desire. You know, you just say, you know what? I would love to leave. Or do you mind if we go to somewhere else? And you could see it in a very sweet, like, oh, thank you for, for 
thank you for bringing me to this place. It's really nice. Do you mind if we go somewhere else? And then you as the guy can kind of take that information and say, okay, she's giving me a hint that something's making her uncomfortable. And then you can take it or leave it. You know, I think that Joshua, like you said, you're adults, like if you're able to deal with it, deal with it. And if you're not, then express a desire to leave. So I just think most men may not pick up. Most men may not pick up for what you said. They will, they might even be offended that you don't actually like the place. However, if, if you just add on just that teeny bit after that, something here is making me uncomfortable without even specifying, but just something here is making me uncomfortable. You don't have to say it's a person. You don't have to say this. I really appreciate it. And you pick a cool place, but something is making me uncomfortable. I can't be the best version of me, whatever it is. Just adding that extra line. I know you, I know you girls still want to hit. I know, <laughs> but guys need a little bit more context. Just you so know, that they're this not is why we're having you guys on <laughs> because we need this guy perspective. So let me guys, you ask another question. What are things that girls do or have done that give you the green light of she's interested in me? I would say it's based off things they say or they do even how they act. If they say something that you would think, oh, wow, like that's a really interesting comment or they, they compliment you in a certain way, you're like, okay, she might be interested in me. Even like, I know it's weird to say, but like sometimes how they could be twirling the hair, playing with their hair, all this and that, it's, it's people think that uh, it, it could be flirting and it could be maybe they're into you. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a, <laughs> it's a little bit of like you, you see that, that, you know, you have that rapport, it starts building, you could see the person engage, is engaged in conversation, you're building off of each other's conversation, um, you're laughing together. Um, there's all different ways, uh, body language and just the, again, communication, it just, it becomes very clear that the person is interested. I mean, I think I think one of the the love languages is body. If I'm if I'm correct, if I'm totally wrong, and I'm making it up, and I'm fine with that. But like body language is definitely in terms of like how somebody get, perceives it and stuff like that. So like in my opinion, yes, a girl might say, "Hey, thank you so much. I had an awesome time." You know, like again, that could just be a Derek Harris thing, and like it could mean she had a great time. But it's not. I think we every guy and every girl has always had that after the date. Call the shotgun up. Hey, he had a great time. Hey, she had a great time. But everyone knows that but. But it's not for him. Okay. But then you're like, but why did they say they have a great time? And then if you're going to, your comment back is, well, if they didn't say they had a great time, then they're a jerk. So it's, it's a very fine line in terms of flirtations of what you want to hear. So how I perceive it normally, if a girl is more interested, it's normally body language, um, whether that's you're at the end of the date and she's not getting out of the car and she's, you know, in, you know, starting the conversations or asking more questions. That's a clear sign, in my opinion, that the girl wants the date to continue. And if she wants the date to continue, I'm not going to say for certain because they're also talking to three single guys. But I would say 85% of the time, that means there probably will be a second date if you want one, because otherwise she would get out of the car, go home and say, hey, mom, or hey, Jacques, and by the way, I'm not going out again. Um, to me, that's that's both physical and communicative at the same time. Um, but in terms of basic communication, hey, I had a great time. To me, that doesn't necessarily translate as flirtatious or want you know wanting a second date. To me, I think the body language of a person is a lot stronger of continuing a relationship and and flirtatious than actual communicative. Really, you know, a lot of times girls don't want you to walk you to the door, them to the door of their house. They find it sometimes they find it awkward, they're weird, they don't want you to walk you to the door. 
if you start walking the girl to the door or halfway to the door, some people walk halfway, some people walk to the sidewalk, whatever it is, and the girl's like, doesn't tell you to stop or it's okay, whatever. I, I think that means she could be interested in you potentially, or she's flirting with you. Like, oh, continue walking the door. I like keeping time with you. I want to spend more time with you before we end the date. I feel like um, all of these examples are like trying to decipher these like nuances. You know what I mean? Like it can mm-hmm. be very confusing sometimes to know, like, is it flirting? Is it acceptable? Am I creepy? Can I show her that I like her? It's also yeah, probably it's, where you are. <laughs> I, I, I think it's so interesting that you said it also because like decipher and stuff like that, because depending how somebody grew up, if somebody wasn't sure where you're growing up, you know, in a physical relationship, when you're talking about non-Jews or even someone who's not, you know, not religious, there's no deciphering. I'm thinking at the end of the day, it's like you walk into the office the next day and let's say the office knows you had a date, right? Non-Jews love Jewish dating. It's like, to them, it's like Gossip Girl and The Bachelor combined. It's like, tell me everything that happened. One second, you had a great date, but you didn't You didn't give her a hug. You didn't give her a kiss. Did you even give her a fist bump? It's like, what? I'm so confused, right? So like for us, you have to decipher, but like in a relationship where there's that physical attribute, like I was going back to, is that, yeah, if she initiates a hug or she needs a kiss, there's no really thought process if the date went well, the date went well. Like, so it's very hard in terms of religious dating, in terms of firm dating, because I'm not saying, obviously we can't do that. We know that there's a lot et cetera. And that's like Eliyahu said, kind of walking into the forest, you'd be careful and you know where you're going and you know your atmosphere. But at the same time, like, it is. It's hard to decipher those those nuances because from a guy's perspective, it's like, one second, like, how do I know this and that? Like, you're now standing at the door and you're face to face and it's like, okay, have a good night. Good night. Thanks. Okay. I'll see you later. So this is why we made that episode on kosher flirting because it is confusing. And this is why I think people, when they think of flirting, they're like, oh, that's not appropriate. And it's like, no, there has to be a way for you to express I like you. I want to continue to get to know you in a way that is within Alaha, but it's also playful. You know, and I think in the beginning, the first few dates, it is a lot of what you guys are saying, you know, those, those compliments, those nuances. And then maybe as you get closer, you know, you kind of express it a little bit more. Maybe that is where the banter comes in. How people are brought up. A lot of people were brought up in not, ne- not necessarily a secluded world, but they're brought up in a world where sometimes talking to a guy or a girl talking to a guy or a guy talking to a girl is like frowned upon and they have to learn and it takes a while to naturally bring it out themselves how to say something to a girl girls are probably more naturally better at it but for the guys it just takes longer time also i think to continue what you were saying but kind of to, to flip it in reverse and kind of raquel also, with other, for me personally, to flip it in reverse, growing up talking to girls, growing up going into high school with girls, um, it's going to be a different perspective in terms of being suave, being comfortable, being this and that. It's it's the opposite because it's the overcomfortability that is there in terms of for someone who grew up more from more more yeshivish did not maybe they had their cousins they did pesach they went to the pesach program like they still were in the like the creepy little like not creepy but like. They're like the shy little guy, not sure what they're doing. There are girls there. It's like, oh my gosh, how do I talk to them? Am I allowed to talk to them, et cetera? For like someone who might grew up with girls in high school and stuff like that, it's the opposite aspect. When you're in a relationship with a girl now for marriage, it's a complete, it's, it's very hard to not go back to where your mind was when you're 15, 16, and 17 and building that 
I want to say non-existent relationship because it was very, it wasn't, it was a non-existent relationship because your values were different. What you were doing was different where you saw yourself in 10 years. You were just worried about the next like ACT score that you were taking, let alone like, okay, is this relationship going to work out? Are we having three kids, four kids? Are we saying it's a yeshiva school or, or modern day school? Like that wasn't going through your head. Um, but in terms of like just being able to talk to a girl, I think it's the same aspect. Like, yes, the second date, third date, you're going to compliment on the earrings. But, you know, once you're dating for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, again, this is coming from a guy who, who happens to like clothing, happens to like shopping and stuff like that. So I, I'll notice what a girl's wearing. If she's wearing the same pairs of shoes, I have called, Shalim called them out on it on dates. It bothers me because I wear different shoes. That's just me. But at the same aspect is that I think you're allowed to say once you're dating for a while, hey, FYI, like you look like, let's say she switches from curly hair to straightening her hair. You can say like, I really like when your hair is straight. I don't think, I think that's, a flirtatious thing to say not creepy once you're dating for a while and it's also showing her that like you're noticing one, one you're noticing and number two is you're actually showing something that you like about her in the sneeze way and in a way that like oh she, he likes when i have my hair straight let me try to do that more often it gives her the opportunity to then compliment his compliment and that therefore you're going in the same trajectory and you're then building relationship, it could be based off of one comment, just saying, you like her hair straight, not curly. That leads to more compliments and leads to more compliments. And it's just a continuous relationship based off of something so easy as that. And what I really like about that is actually, it's actually building your 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 rapport with the person, you know, letting her know uh, you can be straight up with her. <laughs> Pun intended. There, straight. Okay, um, but uh, you can you can be straight up, and and it's it's oh, it's scary. <laughs> don't get don't get me wrong. It's scary to to compliment a person by saying, "Hey, I like you this way versus this way." It's scary because you're basically telling you're in your own head. You're saying, "I don't like this about you," but it's it's really actually, I I think, uh, like you said, it's. It's you're complimenting her in an effort to kind of gear this toward an area that you'll be happy, so she'll be happy. And if you're both happy, it just, that can work. Um, if somebody gets really offended by that, I, I feel bad. <laughs> um, but at, at a certain point, you can't just keep dating and, and just making, making it look like everything is fine. You have to be able to communicate your likes and dislikes and, and it has to eventually go somewhere. I think another way of showing that you're interested in the girl and to give her input and help move it along, a lot of times for guys, it's hard to figure out exactly what to do for a date. You could ask your friends, you could post on a chat, whatever it is. Sometimes I've found that I've told this to people, ask the girl what she wants to do. Like, I feel like they want input like oh i would always want to do this and you go do that on a date i feel like it helps bring you together saying you listen to the girl what she wanted to do and you went and did that specific thing on the date so i like that i've actually done that before uh with a girl from out of town you know i said look you know your area we've actually been dating quite a bit so it was like i felt comfortable asking her if she wanted to plan something um however i i proposed the following i said you know i you know i don't really know your area you probably can tell me right away if something is is you know not good or good or whatever uh let me know if you want to plan the date or if not you know I, let me i could just pick a couple of different things and then you could choose from it but like 
because you know the area better. But you know, it would be really cool if you wanted to play on one too. Like just I left it open-ended, but still gave her an out because sometimes girls feel pressure. They're not necessarily equipped to play in. That's not their expertise. That's not, you know, some girls, guys also, there are some guys that are not good at planning. Their mother plans the whole day, you know? So I posted on my WhatsApp status that I was having these guys on, on the Zoom studio, and that we would be taking any questions that you guys ever had for guys. So we're going to go ahead. We have a lot of really good questions. Okay. So first question, how important is it to you that the girl is skinny? I think, uh, this goes to the same question as anyone who is on shout out to Adopter Shachan's Lisa Elephant Zoom, Zooms in the beginning of COVID. I think this goes down to the same uh, question as I want somebody in the middle of the road um, because someone's definition of skinny and someone else's definition of skinny is going to be different. I remember once I, I was suggested a girl and I remember saying to the Shachan, again, having sisters, I understand, you know, sizes and this and that. But I remember she sent me like a girl's dress size and I'm like, I forget how even tall she was. And I said to Jacques, and I was like, do you really expect me to know what, whatever the, I honestly, I don't even remember what the size was like, do you expect me to know what that means? So I texted my three sisters. And I was like, Hey, what does this mean? They're like, what do you mean? Like, what, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. Some Shachan sent me. This is what the girl's stress size is. Like, am I supposed to understand what that means? They're like, well, how tall is she? I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? They're like, well, depending on how tall, depending on what she looks like, this and that. I'm like, yeah, forget it. Guys will not understand. Just like if we say guys were or a jacket size 38, a girl's going to be like, what does that mean? Inches, feet, centimeters, etc. So I think skinny is going to be obviously defined in, you know, defined in the eyes of the beholder, just like any other types of looks. Um, I think it's coming from the question in general goes, you know, I think vice versa as well. I think we forget as much as girls think, oh, no, it's okay. I'm not so picky on looks. We're, they're also picky on looks, you know? So I'm sorry to call it you got girls out on that, but I think in general, I think it really is the eyes of the beholder. If you have a stick of a guy, he might be okay with a stick of a girl. And a guy who's a little bit huskier might want a huskier girl. So I think it's it's a very hard question to answer to say like, oh, you're stuck on skinny. And like, come on. Like this is, we're in 20, you guys want to say 2023, like go up a little bit. My question is how important is it that the guy is tall? Thank you so <laughs> much for saying that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, but in a girl's but, but in a girl's eyes, they don't see it the same. They don't see it the same. It's not it's not like it's not on the same comprehensive level in terms of like, oh, we want someone skinny or attractive, or how we perceive attractive, but like, yeah, what do you mean? Every Jewish guy is not six feet like six feet? What do you mean? Right. Well, I no, I don't know you super well, <laughs> but I know Joshua. I don't think we have a problem in that department. <laughs> Both being uh, six feet or higher. <laughs> Girls, you heard it here. We have two single guys who are six feet. You can contact me afterwards. The same way that guys are picky with looks, quote unquote, girls are picky with 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 height. I, I think it really is very very equivalent. Right, but you know what? You, I think I think Noah said it so well. It's every person is different. Some people, if the person wants to know how picky, how important is it that to you if the girl is skinny? That's the way it's written. If she means specifically us three, we can answer our three preferences, you know, but if they mean in general, every single person has a different opinion. And and what one person, like Noah said, what one person finds uh, as skinny or what another person finds as attractive is different. So just skinny doesn't necessarily mean attractive um, and everybody has a different preference. 
I'm not saying for myself, I'm going to want someone who is 500 pounds, but I don't necessarily need someone who weighs 20 pounds. It's like there's an in-between that there's people are looking for. And to also, I know guys who are heavier. This is more for the shotguns who are setting people up. They don't only want girls who are slightly heavy. They want girls who might be a little skinny. And same thing with girls who are heavier. They might not want only guys who are heavier. They want people who are a little skinnier. You, just because someone's a different size doesn't mean they can't match someone who's the opposite size to them. Let me ask you guys a follow-up question to this about attraction. Do you believe that for guys, attraction is black and white or does it grow? Definitely grows. Definitely grows. There's so much pressure put on the guys on, you know, pictures and this and how we're picky and we get dozens of pictures and et cetera. You know, the conversation that we can, we can talk about that alone, this topic of attraction and, and physical looks from a guy's perspective. I think without you on the screen, I think the three of us, any guy can have that conversation on a Friday night after our meals for probably till the next morning. And like, we'll all be on the same opinion, but if a girl comes in, they'll be like, what are you guys talking about? I don't get it. But in terms of like, a tr- pure attraction in terms of looks yeah 100 percent. like you you might not know the girl's personality and find her drop dead gorgeous then you get to know on our first date you're like no sh- i don't care how pretty it is her personality is horrible there's no derek Harris. she's no good meadows she's or like no offense she sounds like a ditz like she's just not bright and like that's gonna also have a factor and vice versa like girl can be cute just like predominantly cute and like not somebody that like I don't want to use one versus tens, but like in your mind of 10, like a drop dead gorgeous girl that you would see on TV. But like, she's a cute girl that like has chain to her face and just has chain. And as you get to know her, she's sensitive. She's kind. You can see that like she shows you photos that she's with her siblings and you can tell she's going to be a good mom. Like all of a sudden that cuteness level goes from cute to like, it's, it's not necessarily that you're more attracted. You find her better looking. It's that, but the attraction builds just because of like the attributes that are, that correlate to that girl specifically. Nothing to add on that. Excellent. Excellent. He literally said it. Okay. Another follow-up question to attraction is actually not on the list, but it it came up today. Um, When girls feel like if a guy breaks up with them, second, third date, and things are going well in their head, it's because of attraction. What, what would you answer to that? Yeah. That a person's not attracted because something is not a fit. Not that, not that they're not good looking, but something is not a fit. So they're not attractive. Something, meaning in the long run, it doesn't, it doesn't pay to put, you know, if the person's not interested, it just doesn't pay to put your mind to it, especially after such an early date. It's not, not attractive because of looks. It's not attractive because it doesn't make sense for marriage. Like you said, looks and attraction are different. uh, I think, I think we've built a, a, a societal um, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, society based off of looks. I said, I- I'm a big gym guy, and I see it in, in I do go to co ed gym, and I do see it. Unfortunately, I'm very involved with it in CSY as, as well. So I deal with teenagers on a d- daily basis from, and I see these shivish, more yeshivish girls in the community that I'm in. I think we've now built a society which puts so much pressure on both guys and girls when it comes to looks in terms of working out, in terms of how you look. Growing up, girls in my grade, and again, I, I knew Bitaku girls also. Makeup was not a thing. Make Like two feet of makeup on your face was not a thing. Now you go to a wedding and you don't know if a girl's 16, 17, 18, or 25 because they put so much makeup on. We put so much emphasis on on what she's wearing if to make her look older and this and that. And it's like, no, we just like 
guys at the end of the day, we're not just pigs. We want to get to know you for you. And sometimes like take that makeup off, take it. Like we want to know you for you and to say like, Oh, after a third date, he's not, he's not attracted to me. It could be, but it also could be like, okay, you said something hushkafically and you real like the guy realized it took the third date. He's not going to bring up a on her first date. Cause like, it just, there's no reason to bring it up. And by a third date, you start talking to Shkafa and it's like, oh, well, I want that in my house or I don't want that in my house. Or, you know, I would never send my my girls to Beis Yaakov on all girls school. Fine. But like, I don't believe in the Beis Yaakov system. It's not that he's not attracted to you. It's that your Shkafa is not aligned. So don't, I think we put so much pressure on today's society on looks and girls take that to an extreme to think that anytime a guy says no, it's because of looks. And I think Shachanim think that also, with all due respect. I think a lot of times they do think that as well. And it could just be the guy sees the resume and speaks to friends or knows her prior and it's like, no, like we just don't vibe. It has nothing to do. Hey, attraction could be because of it, but like that might not be the predominant answer. And it's okay that that's not the predominant answer. And it could be that is okay that, yeah, I thought it would build third date. Hey, I'm just, yeah, looks are just not there. I thought it would build based off personality. Personality's not there. Traction's just not there enough either. And I'm sorry, it's a combination of a few things. Right. So yeah, sometimes it can go to like a, a third date or something. It could take to a third date to find that that the personality just wasn't just wasn't connecting. And you can have pleasant conversation and good rapport, but there's just something missing. And sometimes it can go eight dates, nine dates, and it can, you know, and it will stay the same. So sometimes guys would or girls that I've gotten this before, they'll end it earlier because they just feel like nothing's going to change. They've been down this road before with other people. They have that same feeling. They've dated before. It just, it's not going to change. So why put somebody through another five dates and keep keep this thing going when there's no future? It, it's hard, but... To both your points, we've all gone out with someone who was very good looking. And we were like, you know, she's very pretty. But like, it's just personality wise, like, or scuffle wise, just not for us. So we like, that's why we'll say no. I've recently gone, it was a third date with someone and pretty girl. Everything was nice. Same great personality. We started talking about scuffle and we're like, you know what? I might do something that she wouldn't do. And she might do something that I wouldn't do. And we realized we both set the shock and we had a great time, but like scuffle wise, it just wasn't for us. And that's why we just said no. Not everything is about, oh, two dates in, the girl's like, he just thought I was ugly. We don't think that. So to follow up, Raquel, I think also this goes back to, you want to know if we had anything more to say about flirting and Eliyahu. I want to like bring up on you on that point is that, and you said like, what do you want us to do? Go on three more dates than then it? I mean, that's the same aspect. If, if you if you go on a second date and third date, by the third date, you're like, listen, I really, it's just not shy if it's not gonna go anywhere. And I think as a guy, we've all had that pressure from Shotkanim sometimes. Like, no, go on a third date, go on a fourth date. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're wrong. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. And you're on the fifth date. You're like, fine, we'll go on. I'll go on another date. Fine, I'll go on. Date. And every date you're like, I'm telling you, this is not going to work out. But now by the fifth date, the girl's like, oh, I'm on a fifth date with the guy. He likes me so much. So it's it's counterintuitive. It's counterproductive to go on that fourth or fifth date because you want to talk about flirting. She thinks you're flirting hypothetically by saying yes to a fourth and fifth date when you're just kind of doing it because of the aspect of like, well, Shaka can push me. 
And I know if I say no to a fourth and fifth date, then the Shachan also might not deal with me again. So it's, by the way, I have a, I have a very good line for Shachanim, and and I learned this. Uh, I learned this one. It's not like it's not, you have Shachanim that are pushy. They won't accept. They won't accept no for an answer. And I give them. I give them over the, my thought process, and I share this with them, and then I give them my answer. Um, the way I was the way I was taught <laughs> um, was, you know, I think okay, I just finished the date. You know, let's say. The following day, I find out the girl has an empty schedule tonight. Works out. We could go have a fun time somewhere. Do I want to go or do I, am I like dreading it or like, eh, like if I find out, let's say she's suddenly available, do I want to go out or do I not, not want to go out? And if in my gut, I feel like it's not going to, it's not, I'm not really going to enjoy it or something like, I don't really want it. Like, I just feel it. Then I just tell the shock and look, this is, this is how I feel. And, and I just, I don't, I don't think it benefits either of us for us to continue going out. Next question. Is it a turnoff if a girl shows interest? And also, what's your take if a girl asks you out instead of the other way around? So this has actually happened to me where I got a text out of the blue from a girl and she asked if I was interested in going out. I, you know what? I thought it took real guts for the girl to go out of a comfort zone in the shit up world where if you do that and it could be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. So you know what? I'm like, let me give this a shot because it showed real guts. And I actually like that, that the person went out of the comfort zone and decided to do something not the norm. And it was very vulnerable and said, would you be interested in going out? I kind of want to flip the question a little bit is because if we're talking from the guy's perspective, um, First off, Joshua, I think I agree with you. I've had that also, and it's I've I've given them. You know, I think it takes a lot of guts, but at the same time, it can make you uncomfortable because it's like if the idea is like a horrible idea, then you're like feel even worse. So shocking, you could say like, hey, it's not shy because this girl is not like, yeah, I don't know you from a hole in the wall, but like, yeah, you're not for me. It, it, it's hard. And again, she's putting herself out there, uh, but I think it's you know, flip the question in reverse is the same thing. I think once you hit a certain age as a guy and a certain age as a girl. If you have to know, obviously, in what circle you're dating in, but I would say the same, I would say flip the question is, would a girl be comfortable, you know, for a guy who's 28, 29, if, the, if you're also, let's say, 27, 28, let's say you've met each other, somehow you have each other's number, or you get it from a friend, you'd be like, hey, Jane Doe, you know, I'll just use example, right? Hey, Jane Doe, we've met in the past, you know, I'm going to be bold a little bit here, and I'm going to reach out to you. Um would you want to grab a drink or grab a coffee? You know, I, I, th I thought your personality was great. I think at a certain age, we have to get over the system, quote unquote, with shachin and resume and photo, which we all know, we all hate. I don't think there's a single person that loves the system. I really do believe in that. No, none, no one loves the system because if we loved it, then half these podcasts wouldn't exist, to be honest. But I think the aspect <laughs> of, it's a flipped question. I think it's, it's a question that's on both sides is that, once you're a certain age is that you we have to be able to be comfortable kind of going into that non-jewish world of you see a girl that you you think is cute or you you know a girl that because of personality or you love their family and again attraction has to be there on both sides let's be honest a girl's not going to go up to a guy at a singles event if she doesn't find him attractive and okay it's just it's just reality we live in we have to go the non-jewish route of like hey you see a girl at a bar and you want to ask her out that's that's what it comes down to and i think once you hit a certain age 
in in the firm world. Again, you have to know the circle you're in. But I think it's totally appropriate if you have the girl's number. And I think as long as like she actually knows who you are and it's not like totally creepy, but like if she knows who you are and you've met in the past, I don't think it's so crazy on both ends for them to, to reach out and say, hey, FYI, I you know, I think you're great. This and that. Would you want to grab a coffee? And you can even say it like phrase like this. I know this might this might be a little bad of the blue, might make you uncomfortable, and I totally understand if the answer is no. But like, I have to shoot my shot, and and here you go, and and this is this is what it is. Because at the end of the and at the end of the day, the Ebersher is running it. So whether that you know you're taking the initiative or some shotgun's taking the initiative, I don't. I think that like sometimes you just got to you know be bold and and just do what you got to do. So you mentioned the events. One of the questions was when you're at a singles event, how do you know if a guy is interested in you? Uh, I think that also comes from rapport, you know, um, actually to bring it back to the last question, I've had somebody, I've had a girl ask me out at a singles event, which I thought was incredible. <laughs> she denies that she asked me out. I don't know if she's listening, but she denies that she asked me out, but uh, <laughs> she made it very clear. Like it was very clear um, that there was just, there was just really good rapport. Um, even within a few minutes, you were able to tell. Um, and, you know, it just, you know, it hit, it just hit off. I, I don't know how else to say it other than you could just see who you hit, who you have rapport with. If you don't actually have rapport and you still want to go out with them, um, that's also like you can you can shoot your shot. I don't see a downside. It happened to be another shout out for Dr. Shachan. I really like the way their events are run. You know, you can follow up feedback on their site and and you know just click interested or not interested and. You know, you just see from there. Sometimes, you know, there was a lot of people at these types of events. You know, it runs by quickly and you don't necessarily remember. But like once you see the person's interested, maybe that changes things. You know, a lot of there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to see. But mostly, I, I think the way I've seen it is you just see the report right there. I think I agree with you. I think also in terms of like, let's let's be honest, if you want to know if a guy's interested in you at, at, at a single event, if he's coming up to you to talk to you, most likely he's interested. It's just there's no, you want to be simple about it? That's just being simple about it. If a guy's, if you're standing in the corner and a guy's not coming up to you, it's not to say, again, then it's not to say he's not interested. He just might be like, you know what? It's not the right vibe. I don't want to do it in the setting. Some guys aren't like that. Some guys don't want to be in a room with 50 people that can see him going up to a certain girl and, and talking to them. Some guys might be like, no, like, screw it. I don't care. I'm interested in this girl. This is my opportunity. This is why I'm here. I'm going to go up to her. Um, again, not all guys are going to do it, but if you want to know at a singles event, how do you know for sure a guy's interested? He's coming up to you. He's interested. Like to your, both your points, the singles events are, some single events are mingling, some are speed dating, and then they have mingling at the end of it or beginning. It's like an awkward prom. There are girls on one side, guys on the other. So if either one of the girls or guys are going to the other side, you know they're interested because otherwise it's like, it's awkward. Yeah, I actually, again, props to Lisa. I love the single event stuff. I think that speaking of attraction, which we kind of touched on it briefly before, I think when you see somebody in person, you see them interact with other people and you just see their personality. It's like they come to life and you might have seen their picture beforehand and been like, mm, it's okay. And then you see them in person. You're like, wow, she's attractive because of just the way she carries herself. So this actually leads to another question. And this comes up a lot. Um, let's say a girl and a guy know each other. Maybe you've met in one of the many Zooms from Lisa or at events, and she really likes him. She wants to go out with him. 
is, is it really true that if guys are interested, they will make it happen? They will go to the girl or are they waiting for the girl to ask them out? Both people have a problem with it, I think, both sides. So again, I think it's also a comfortability aspect of like, you could like, I know I've done this in the past also. You go to a singles event, it's overwhelming. You know, let's say you go, there's a difference between a single event, there's 30 people and 30, 30, you know, 30 guys, 30 girls. You go to a single Shabbaton, you could, there could also be 30 guys, 30 girls. You go to a single Shabbaton, and there's 150 guys, 150 girls. You could be the most outgoing, you could be the jock, the classic, uh, you know, quarterback situation and et cetera, right? You're the guy that everybody wants to go to. And you're the guy that has no filter and is going to go up to any girl that's interested because he doesn't really care if you get shot down. And then they, when there's 150 people or there's even 50 people or even 40 people, you want guys are sometimes can be sensitive, also girls, and could be sensitive to the girls, you know, opinion and, and the girls' comfortability. So they might not come up to you on a singles event. They might not come up to you after the single event straight and say, hey, FYI, do you want to go out? It might be like, hey, Raquel. Can you set us up? You can tell a girl, hey, I met you. At, like, Noah met you at the Chabotone. And he was interested, but he, due to the sensitivity and comfortability levels, he, you know, he's asking me to reach out to you. Would you want to go out? I'm totally okay. You guys dropping me right, right after I set you up. But I, just for that initial go-between. It's not to say that the guy's not interested. It's just guys can be sensitive as well. And that means being sensitive to the girl's opinion and not wanting them to feel uncomfortable. Because, you know, Girls get uncomfortable and we can be understanding of that. So do you guys think that guys keep dating good girls and saying no until they find the girl who is perfect for them? Or do you think that guys date until they're ready for marriage and then marry the first good girl because good is good enough once they're ready to commit? I don't even know what that question means. So I'm going to turn to somebody else. You know, guys in the dating process mature, right? And, and maybe in the beginning, they're kind of having too much fun and they're not committing because they're not ready to commit. But once they get in their head of like, I want to be married, they'll marry the first girl that they go out with. And like at that point, they're, they're willing to settle. But in the beginning, when they're not really ready to settle, they're not really ready to commit. So I, I think I under, actually understood the question as you said it just now in general. That's how I understood it. Um, I apologize for what I'm going to say to the person who asked the question. I think it's a dumb question with all due respect. Um, sorry. I just, I just do. And the reason why I do is because every person is different. You can have a, you have, a, you have girls that are 19, 20 that want the guy who's still learning, but at the same time going to support the family. Well, if he's learning in cola three star a day, he ain't supporting your family. Like with all due respect, you're not going to be able to be a hostile home mom. So it's the what same you mean? You know, Those guys are the ones that want the girl who cooks, raises the kids, has a great job and has time right. for him too. Exactly. That's, that's, right. That's, so, what do you mean? Those are our shirts. Let's do. It, 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 there, there we go. We found a shirt. I don't know which who we're talking about, but there we go. <laughs> um, but I think I, I just think it's a dumb question because at the end of the day, is you can have a 22 year old who's ready to get married, and that's who it is, and you can have a 28 year old. It just sometimes takes longer for people to realize what's good for them, and it's not an aspect of they're not ready yet to get married. And now they're ready to get married. They marry the first girl that they go out with. I think it just, people change also. You know, people change. A 28-year-old guy is not going to be the same same as a 22-year-old guy. A 22-year-old guy who's straight out of yeshiva might might be learning two star a day. And, okay, he's working that, you know, that temp job, whatever it is. He's mashkiach. And at 28, he's somehow obviously with his Talmudic law degree, some lawyer from Harvard, you know, like comparison. And, like, doesn't want that yeshiva girl anymore. So it's, it's very hard to answer that question to say, 
oh, he's going to marry that first, the first girl that comes to mind once he's ready to get married. I think that's what I think. Like, I think it's a dumb question because you could flip it and reverse the girls also. Well, why are girls 30 and still single? In my opinion, that's how I understood the question. It's like, he's 29. Why is he still single? Because he was being picky in the beginning and, and doesn't know what he wants. Like, come on. Like, let's, let's be honest. Like, you're right. Maybe. But at the same time, we're all humans. We're all learning about ourselves. We're all learning about the world. We're all learning. That's what life is. We're just, it's a constant state of learning. And not to go like Hasidus aspect, but like, if you're doing a sort of this and you're trying to like figure out who you are as a person and that connection with yourself and the Abisher, like, it might take yourself a while to figure out what you need. And it could take two years. It could take three years. It could take four years. It could take five years. It could take eight years. And even it could be, you could be 28. You could be dating for eight years and take you eight years to finally realize this is really what I'm looking for. But it could take you another 10 years to actually find that person. What I find is important actually is, is to go through each dating experience and take something away from that based on what you like and what you dislike to help you get to where you're, to where you're looking to go. You know, if that's, you know, don't just date for the sake of dating and the fun and everything, you know, if you're doing that in the beginning, I don't, I don't know who is doing that, but if somebody is doing that, at least walk away, at least walk away with something that you liked or disliked about that dating experience, what worked for you, what didn't work for you, so that you can have a much clearer picture of who you're looking for um, to help you get to that, uh, well, finish line, I guess. I don't think it's a dumb question. I think it's coming from maybe someone who is coming from uh, not maybe as experienced dating or hasn't dated a lot. And they're like curious, oh, are people, are guys like really just trying to find the right one or they're just not ready to commit? I, I think that it, it's people like Elio said, they might date someone and say, okay, you know what? I dated the base Yaakov type girl and I'm just not looking for that. They could have dated some from a different background, different this. They might be finding what they're looking for themselves. And then when they do find that someone, that's when they commit to it. That's what it's, it's basically finding the right person for them. That's why it is. I don't necessarily think it's, they're just dating for like, they're just not ready to commit. I, uh, I like what you said in terms of the bad dates. I've always said like, like a lot of times to people that like, I know my friends that are younger, they always ask me like, like, no, you've been dating for a while. Like, what's your outtake? I was like, you can have a horrible date. Very rare is a guy or a girl going to have a horrible, horrible, horrible date. To, to me, a horrible date is like anything that could go wrong goes wrong. Literally anything that goes, your car breaks down, you park in a spot and it gets towed. Fine. But to have a bad date is very rare because of like what you said. There's always something you can learn from it. So unless like, again, unless you pick up a girl and somehow you pick up the wrong girl, I don't know, or <laughs> you pick up the wrong girl, you take her out and then all of a sudden your car gets towed and then you're literally stuck in a hurricane, right? There was those stories where like they were stuck in that hurricane and like they had to swim to the next drop. Like, unless there's that, I don't know, maybe more little stories to carry uh, floaties with you. I have no clue. <laughs> but, like, to say there's a bad date, I think there's always something you can learn. And like I said, there's we're always growing. So it's like Chris Yonsef, right? Those are some the best dates. Here's just hoping for something to happen. <laughs> it's like your learning experience. Like, how do you react and everything like that? I'm sure each of us has had experience a date where either the girl did something like, oh, wow, that's actually really impressive. Or like we something we did and the girl's like, that's really impressive. It's like the, the famous story of a guy and a girl on a date. He hits a red light and, um, and then talk whatever. And then all of a sudden turns green and the girl pulls out the keys. 
And she's like, and the guy's like, I need the keys. We're going, people are hunking, people are hunking. And green, everybody's hunking, he's going crazy. Finally turns red again. The girl's like, I want to see how you react. The guy's like, okay, fine. Here's whatever. He pulls forward, goes there, pulls off the side of the road. He's like, you can get out now. So that's how the guy reacted. But you learn from experiences, like how everything is. Another question that came in, there were a few of these, was when and how should you reveal something about your past, specifically about past relationships? And the question was really focused on more physical past relationships. If, if someone hadn't been Shomer or maybe they had a high school girlfriend, something like that, when and how should they reveal that? It's a hard question to answer. In my opinion, actually, this might be one of the best questions thus of the night, um, just because it, it is... I don't want to say the physical aspect and just in past in general, you know, everybody comes from past, everybody has baggage. And I think we forget that, um, that aspect of that, you know, no one's perfect. So yes, on a first and second date, I think we do for, forget. It's like that. It's like, like Elia, you said, you take a girl to the botanic gardens, right? There's certain cities, like when it's the summertime, like those are the classic date spots. We all know the like, TW, it's classic date. So it's like, Oh, I've been to the, and like you're going on the botanic gardens and there's certain area in botanical gardens. And she's like, Oh, have you been here before? And like, you're like, pause and you're like, Yeah, I come here with friends all the time. It's like, you go with your friends to the botanic gardens. Like, clearly you've been on other dates. Like, you're old enough. Everyone knows you've been on dates before. It's not awkward. You can say, like, Yeah, I remember once I took a girl on a date and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it doesn't have to be a crazy story, but like, you're adults. Once you're 27, 28, I think we would be weirded out if the other person did not have date stories. So like to act like, oh, you've never been on a date before would be crazy. Now to, to say past, whether it's medication, whether it's physical, whether it's being a ball chuva, whether it's except, you know, fill in the blank, however you want to say it. I think it depends on the, the growth of the relationship. I think to for a the opposite gender to expect someone to divulge everything that's about themselves within the first three dates, four dates, I think wouldn't be healthy. Because um, that means the relationship is growing way too fast. In my, in my opinion, it's going way too fast. You barely know each other. You barely do. You know, again, for the listeners that are listening, I apologize. Unless you're Hasidish and you're having your the first date inside the living room, and like by the second date you're engaged, we're not doing that. That's not the protocols that we're. That's not the protocols that we're in. You, you, it's a building relationship. And if you start saying on the fourth date, hey, FYI, yeah, I was I, I I went to public school for you know I was in public school and I did this and this with girls. Well, your date also knows you at the public school. And unless she's naive, she's going to know it's a possibility that's what you did. First off, the shotgun might have said it. Second off, if you did research, it's possible somebody, one of your references might have said it. But third off, like, it, is that really needed? You take medication. Is that needed to be said within the third, third or fourth date? I don't think it does. I, I, I don't. And then I think it's an inappropriate question for, for someone to ask somebody else in the third or fourth date. Hey, are you on medication? It's like, it's none of your business. Like, I don't know you yet. When we're sixth, seventh, as a relationship is growing, yeah, those are conver conversations in terms of flirtatious that a guy, maybe it's it's a, you know, a silent flirt, I would call it, is when a guy's finally comfortable to actually open up on a deeper level when it comes to, you know, trauma or when it comes to physical things or emotional aspects that they've dealt with throughout their life. That's a flirtatious aspect that shows he is comfortable with you. He does like you and he wants this relationship to grow. And to expect someone to do that too early on, I think it's not going to be healthy in the relationship. That's one. And number two is I don't think it's any of the other person's business until like you guys are ready to like actually 
have that connection where like, okay, yeah, let's talk it out. Like, how is that going to affect us moving forward? And once you're already saying us moving forward, that means you're there. Like not saying you're there, there, but that your relationship is already past that first stage of like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Noah. You're Shira. We met, you went to Teferet. I went here. Great. Thanks. Awesome. Have a great day. Like you're past that stage already. I think it's, it's how it's brought up. If it's if flowing in the conversation, I think it's one, it's probably fine. If it's like, oh, this and that, then, oh, by the way, this and that, I think it's fine. But if it's like out of the blue, by the way, where you show me in high school or this and that, I think that's like, it's awkward. And yeah. So I can't, I can't speak to the physical side, but I can speak to just touching on, on let's call it past matters. Um, one of the, one of the ways it was presented to me in a prolific way, actually, I had a conversation with a girl. We were both previously married uh, to other people. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very textbook oversharer. Um, I find that I want to be very communicative and very, I want to, I want to share everything because dating is scary. Um, and dating, you know, for a second time around is, you know, it can be, it can be daunting. And I like to be very transparent and very forward with information so that the person, I, I like to put it all out there because it's scary. Sometimes you end up marrying a person and you don't even know that. So I like to, I like to overshare. And um, in one particular time that I, that I shared, uh, you know, a girl said to me, I, I asked her, like, do you feel that I'm oversharing? She said, she said that it was, it's very interesting. The way that she goes about sharing is you have to build I, you have to build a, a foundation first. You have to see if there's rapport. You have to start building the, that connection. And as you guys grow together, the person can appreciate who you are and where you came from. Once they can appreciate who, they, who you are and who, where you came from, then you can start sharing the details that will make them think, hey, there's all these great positives to the person. Wow, look how far this person came. Look how, look how they've grown over the years. And then they can, they can you know, kind of make a, a rational decision of, okay, so they're dealing with this particular thing uh, or they came from this particular thing. This is how they dealt with this particular, you know, that's this, how they dealt with this caveat in their previous relationship. Or if somebody is on medication, okay, am I willing to put up with this person on medication? Because look, they, they took the medication, look how, look how they grew from it and they actually overcame it or they still need it, but on a much lower dosage. I don't, I don't know how to answer that question because I, Baruch Hashem, I haven't had to deal with that. I, I leave that to whoever is in that situation. But that's the way I would say I would suggest people take stock: is build a foundation, start building that rapport, build that connection, appreciate each other for where you guys come from, and from there you can make decisions on what to share, how to share, and how to accept information that somebody is sharing with you. So I'll just give my my two cents here from like a Shalchan slash dating coach perspective. I think whenever you're sharing anything, the goal is to bring you closer. Right? The goal is to understand the person better and anything you share from your past, a childhood story, memory, anything that happened to you, maybe even traumatic, it's in order for the person to understand you, right? Kind of like you were saying, Leah, like, this is where I got, this is where I'm at. I think sharing anything about your physical past, uh, any relationships in the past is not conducive to bringing you closer. I think it just brings you farther apart. I, I think it leads to people imagining things, thinking things, uh, images. And I, I just don't think that is positive for moving forward. And, and Obviously, I think in the dating process, although, although I went to therapy um, and one of the things that my therapist suggested is 
at a certain point in relationship, um, if you both have had physical relationships in the past, i.e. you've been married before, or I don't really know about people in physical relationships that they hadn't, but I imagine this applies to sharing your likes and, and dislikes in that area, whether it's, you know, touching and, you know, things like that, you know, and beyond that, what your likes and dislikes is an important conversation uh, toward getting closer. So like you said, it has to be conducive toward getting closer and understanding the person and their likes and dislikes. If it's conducive to them, to that, and you're far, far enough in the relationship to be able to be discussing those things, then I think that's when it's okay. Yeah. So what about if you're dating a girl and she has a pest? Is that something that she should share with you that you would want to know? Or is it something that, you know, how should she go about sharing something like that? I think every guy would eventually want to know, but I feel like it just depends how it came up. Like um, I dated uh, someone who was about like Shuba. I didn't ask for a second date. I don't know what day it was, but I asked her. And she was totally fine discussing it. And she actually thought it was like really nice that I asked how she became from and everything like that. But again, it just depends on how you bring it up. So I think, I think to like, like echo kind of what Joshua said as well, I think it's, yeah, I think it's what he said. Obviously, I think some girls would appreciate that if you do it in the correct way. But I think at the same time, let's say you get suggested a girl who went and some people know which schools are party schools and which are not and you a lot of times can have a girl let's say not let's not even take a balchuva let's take a gear somebody suggested a gear who went to completely like a party school or just a regular college had the regular college experience like it's not a crazy thought for them to think like yeah most likely they had passed and i would say like it's totally normal to assume that that like they didn't have a past and they probably did things in college that you probably did not do or has never done in your life um to say like oh by the way so you went to frat parties what did exactly happen what did you do with so, such and such guy or what did you do with such and such girl yeah that's not going to be appropriate i think ever maybe like once you're married like i think that's i think that's kind of what you said in terms of being us once you're married you want to talk past and it's this then you might be at a level where like, okay, you're shooting the breeze and whatever, like you're, you know, it's a Mozi Chavez and you have nothing else to talk about and you guys are having fun and it's fine, but you're at a certain level. That's one thing. But like, you're going to, you get a resume of a girl or a guy, I would put it both perspective, who went to University of Michigan or University of Florida, which specifically Florida, um, because I have friends that went there is that, I'm sorry, I know, I know you lived in Florida for a little bit, so you know the scene, but you know I'm right, is University of Florida is a massive party school. It, it is, it, it, it is, and I know stories, I had friends that went there, they told me what was going down at frat parties. You have a girl's resume that says University of Florida, um, anyone who's been to Miami during spring break knows this, what is going on, because I was there during a conference once, it's literally insane. It, it's it's perm in your slime on steroids, um, and to assume that the girl's never done anything is like being naive. So to try to be bring it up on a date, I think is just highly inappropriate. By the way, I wasn't saying that you should say anything. On the contrary, I think you should never discuss details, even if you are married. Um, if there's something that you feel like in order for you to move forward in the relationship, you need to know, right? Then you have to ask that. But I don't think you should ever, you know, know details. Um, certain, I, certain details, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, certain details, certain details are important. This is also something that I that I picked up in therapy. It's I was I was married for two and a half years, 
for me to deny the fact that I was in that that was that's a big part of my life, especially my my adult. Uh, it was a big part of my life. I'm not going to deny that part of my life. And there were certain experiences. Now I don't jump in on the first couple of dates and start talking about it or details. My life. I don't, you don't you don't do that. Um, but at a certain point, you know, I have to communicate to the person that I'm dating what happened. You know, and I, I, that has to come out in the conversation. So that does come out naturally, and over time you start sharing bits and pieces of different things that that happened. Um, and you don't necessarily have to pinpoint the person that you were with. You don't have to just say, oh, you know, we are, are me and, and call her by name. You don't have to communicate that, but you you do. And sometimes a guy, I, at least I myself, I, I need to share certain aspects of my life. I need to, I want to be able to talk to somebody. I want to be able to have natural flowing conversation. I don't want to have to overthink everything that I say. So when I'm when I've already built enough rapport and enough of a background with the person and we've been going out a while, I want to be able to talk about my experiences, not in a positive light necessarily, going into the details, but um, but uh, you know, it is important to to at least acknowledge that that happened. It's very hard to deny. So I really want to thank Joshua, Eliyahu, and Noah. It's been an amazing talk, and we're talking for so long. I want to end off with one question, which is, what is one piece of advice that you would give girls to improve their dating experience or to help them when they're dating guys? I actually have a, just a small piece of advice. I think that, um, and I understand it does, it does take time for girls to become comfortable uh, very quickly. Um, I would ask that, you know, you try to put yourself out there a little bit and try to be comfortable and try to let down your guard a little bit. Um, People appreciate, guys appreciate you being yourself. Guys appreciate you being your comfortable self. You know, um, it's sometimes it's actually very noticeable when you have your guard up, you know, um, and and it's understandable because you've been burned before. So like, I, I get where it's coming from, um, but it, it makes it easier on the guy. It makes it a more comfortable. You'll end up having a, I think you'll end up having a, a more pleasant time uh, if you're able to let your guard down a little bit and just live in the moment and enjoy the, enjoy the date, try to enjoy the date. And uh, yeah, that's just a small piece of advice. If you think it's confusing for you, it's just as confusing for us. Um, I think to think that guys, you know, we have all the answers. Sometimes girls think that or vice versa. Guys think girls have all the answers. We don't. Classic line, men should not understand how women think. Women should not understand how men think. I think that's the biggest my piece of advice stop trying to figure that out we're not going to figure it out you're not going to figure it out even once you're married i'm sure raquel can attest to this probably still can't figure it out um any shotgun that's listening to this therapist that's listening to this will agree with that statement um i kind of do echo what eliyahu says i think comfortability is going to be the key to, to building a relationship i think the longest relationships i've ever had um has been where a girl and myself has just been comfortable not with each other I think, but once you learn on a date how to just be comfortable with yourself, um, that's going to be when your relationship is going to grow the most because at the end of the day, if you're not comfortable with yourself on the date and you're not okay with who you are, this goes back to my comments in terms of societal views towards you know looks and makeup and this and that. Be okay with who you are. And if you're okay with who you are, you'll see I am telling you, guys will be start opening up more. Guys, whether that's physically in terms of opening doors or just the world, I'm saying guys will literally be easier to come up to you on a single Shabbaton or a singles event. If you're comfortable with yourself, 
it, it irradiates, you don't realize how much it radiates off yourself um, that we notice it and other people notice it. And it makes it a lot easier for us to go up to you and have a conversation with you, whether it's at an event, at a Shabbos table, or actually on a date. If you're comfortable with yourself, we notice it. And it makes us easier also to be comfortable with ourselves. Um, honestly, I think that's that's the best piece of advice. And to be honest, it probably goes both ways. I would just add on to both of those. Try to be yourself. Try to bring out some of your personality um, and try to help the conversation along. A lot of times people would say to the shotgun after the, it just was a one-way conversation. You want the other person to have input, not just for you to talk a lot. And just to that, like when the guy's driving, a lot of times they're paying attention and they can't always think of questions to ask or topics to think. It would be, it would be nice if, or it would be helpful also if the girls could help the conversation along and ask questions and uh, not just give maybe one word answers and just help the conversation along. And guys would appreciate it. And the girls will find that it's helping the conversation and it'll help you figure out how, who the person is better. Thank you so much to the three of you, Noah, Eliyahu, and Joshua. And I think like Noah said, you know, we'll never be able to figure out what the other gender thinks. Um, I appreciate you for inviting us on also. Yeah, yeah honestly, yeah, really it's, fun. it's really, thank you for coming on and for, for sharing of your time. And even though we'll never figure out how guys think or what guys think, I hope that all of this was you know, insightful to everyone who's listening, to the guys who are listening, they might have felt like, yes, finally, someone gets me. And to the girls thinking, maybe they gained something. Really, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope in Mir's Hashem, we're going to hear good news soon from all of you, listeners and those Amen. here. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you.